You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here, with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hey there, welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Before we get started, I want to make sure that you know that we do have a free design community. So if you're an aspiring interior designer, you're a new interior designer, you're a seasoned interior designer, come hang out in our free community where we connect with other like-minded designers in this beautiful holistic realm. So today's episode is 145 and it's all about rituals of radiance. So that's rituals of radiance, navigating my day with intention. This is a sneak peek into my holistic daily practices. On our last episode, I spoke a bit about rituals, what they are and why they're so important. And so today in the shorty, I thought I would share my own personal rituals with you to hopefully give you some inspiration, give you some ideas on how you can create your own rituals so that you can stay mindful and grounded throughout the day. I need to light our candle and pull a card um, so that I can get grounded here. Um, go ahead and light our candle, setting uh, the intention of connection, communication, creativity with all of you. Go ahead and light our beautiful beeswax candle um, that I made at the beginning of this year. And then I'm pulling a card from the Nomad Tarot. It's a tarot deck that I have had for a few years. I reconnected with the deck. I found my guidebook and I was like, oh yeah, that deck. And I pulled it out and I just absolutely love the images that are on it. It's a um, navy and white deck. Um, it's got beautiful images on it crystals representing the pentacles we have the moths representing fire feathers are representing the air sign or swords and then um we have beautiful shells that represent the water element the cups element all right so today um, i'm gonna check and see what we need to know and the card that we have is the two of feathers this is the two of swords I feel like we've pulled this card recently. This is about being at a crossroads, needing to make a decision. And I know uh, my intention coming into this year was to really go down the path of spirituality, leaning in to that space. I know many of you have reached out to me, letting me know that you really enjoy that aspect of my work. And so I am going deep with it. I'd love to know what path you're taking this year. Um, if you have been at a crossroads, how you're navigating that. Uh, with the two of feathers, two of air. Alrighty. So I wanted to start by sharing my rituals. I'm going to share with you my morning ritual, my work ritual, a little bit of a new client sort of ritual, my evening ritual, and of course my monthly new moon ritual, um, which I try to, to incorporate every month that I can. So in the morning, this is, I feel like this is probably my most important ritual where it's the ritual that I am the most consistent with. 
Um, so first off, my phone is on Do Not Disturb. I try not to look at that until it is actually time for work. And for me, work officially starts around nine-ish. I will peek at it just to make sure there aren't any emergencies that are going on. But for the most part, I don't have that on um, so that I can stay in the present moment. The mornings are so sacred for me. There's just that quiet time. Our family is still asleep, so I kind of have a little darkness to myself. So first thing I do, I get up, I make my cup of coffee, I'll get dressed, I put on some more clothes to go for my walk. So I'll make my coffee, I'll get dressed, and then I walk to the ocean every morning. I love the feeling of the ocean and the expansive nature of it. I feel really good when I'm in those negative ions. I feel creative and I feel inspired when I go out there. It also just gives me clarity, kind of clears my head a bit. While I'm on my walk, I'll either walk in silence where I'm kind of just checking out my exterior, my surroundings, being in that space, looking to see if there's animals around me or what's happening in nature. Um, that's always wonderful. I'll listen to a podcast that's inspiring to me. I'll listen to an audiobook that I'm currently listening to. I love listening to books, uh, especially in my car. Or I might do a meditation, like a walking meditation where someone's guiding me in a meditation. And of course, I'm not closing my eyes. I'm just kind of listening to the meditation as I'm in my body moving forward. And I just kind of visualize myself transitioning as I'm walking uh, into this new version of myself. Right now, I am listening to uh, a meditation. It's a manifesting challenge that I'm going through for 21 days. So that's been really inspiring listening to the challenge, listening to the meditation so that I have something to write about when I get back. So I go to the ocean, return. That trip is about, I'd say a mile and a half. So I'm gone probably half an hour, 45 minutes. Just kind of depends on how much time I have. If I am running late, then I might only do a walk around the block, which is a mile. Um, so it's about 18 minutes that I'm, I'm walking at least in the morning. So when I get home from that walk, hopefully I have time where I can light a candle helpful card, an oracle or a tarot card, and I'll do some journaling based on that meditation that I'm currently working on right now. And then from there, my husband, uh, while I was on my walk, has made breakfast. So he's cooking, making breakfast for myself and my two boys, our two boys. And then I come home and uh, after my little journaling, um, we have breakfast together. So it's our time to connect with the family, see what's going on in school, um, wishing each other well, ex- um, goes to school on his bike and then I take Quinn to middle school. He's 12, about to turn 13 in February. So um, that time as I'm driving Quinn to school is sacred time as well where I get to connect with him. Um, we might listen to a podcast together or, you know, talk about what's going on currently in his life and his dreams and, you know, what his inspires are and just, you know, what's going on. And then when I get home, from dropping Quinn off, I make my bed. Making my bed is a really important ritual for me. I have something that I'm doing right away. It's a way for me to kind of stay out of my head. So I'm making my bed with intention. I'm clearing off the sheets. I'm just making it really pretty. I'm putting them in their order the way I always have it. And then for me, that feels like I've accomplished something. And then when I walk into that room, it feels complete. It feels clean. It Clear. Uh, it just feels good. So if you don't make your bed right now, try making it a ritual. Uh, it's really accomplishing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I made my bed today. That's fantastic. Uh, I can move on with my day because um, I go, I go by that bedroom a lot, 
Yeah, when it's a mess in there, it just kind of rattles me. So having a freshly made bed is hugely important. And then from there, I go into my workspace. So I work from home. I have my home office, which is also our dining room. It's a beautiful sort of sunroom. Um, I've got windows all the way around, beautiful French doors. And it's just a bright, airy room, which is where I'm at right now. And so when I come into my workspace, I'm lighting a candle. So I have a candle going right now. It's a red, kind of like a maroon candle. It's a beeswax candle. And that red color really is inspiring for creativity and passion and desire. So I've got that going. I'll burn some uh, herbs or I might burn some Palo Santo or something just to kind of clear the air if I feel like I need a little bit of a refresh. And then I'll come back, sit at the desk, connect with the computer, set an intention for the day. I have this productivity planner, which I've been writing in. Starting rituals and being consistent is really hard for me. So I don't know how many times I've started and skipped a day and started up again, but I keep going back because um, I'm trying to make this a habit. So I will go in, I will set an intention. I will map out my day, set my priorities, look at my schedule. So then I have a plan of what I'm doing because if I don't, I go all over. I'll go into email, I'll dive into Instagram, I'll look at my texts. Like it's just a million places that I can get lost in and then I lose time, um, which is not very productive. So I'll set my priorities. And then typically I try to get on a call with Gina, my assistant at nine, nine thirty, where we go over the projects, um, especially on Monday. That's our huge meeting for the week. We go over each project, what needs to be done, prioritize those things with her so that she can follow up on all the orders, following up on scheduling, anything that, you know, needs to have another set of eyes on she's on it. So that kind of gives me peace of mind. And with her and I, we, she creates a, um, a log for the week. So it has each one of, the, one of the clients and there's kind of check boxes. So then it has like, here's our to do's in the priorities. And so she's going off of that. I know what she's doing. I have access to that. She, she crosses things off when the things are done. So then I have a, a good scope of what's happening. And then usually she'll give me a little wrap up at the end of the day to let me know where we are in status on things, just so that I can be in the loop, which is really wonderful. And, nice. and then I start on those priorities. So I might be going on a house call, I might be shopping, uh, sourcing, you know, all the design things, reviewing invoices, following up on things that kind of structures my day. Whenever I get a new client or I'm about to work on a client, I will have that candle going, set an intention of connection with that client. And then I try to get into their energy stream. So I'm connecting with them on an energetic level. Also, when I'm writing proposals and wanting them to potentially be a client for me, I'm in that zone. I might do a little Reiki, just thinking about that client, giving some um, high energy vibes to the project as we go. And then, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with, with those new clients. And then for an evening ritual. Oh, and then when I leave my office, I'm blowing up the candles, I'm closing the space. And then I, I kind of keep moving into my day. In the evening, those rituals are also really important. I'm not as consistent in the evening as I am in the morning. And this is something that I am striving to be better at. So, but I do definitely turn off my phone or it goes into do not disturb. So that can range anywhere from dinner time 
to later in the evening, definitely off by nine. Um, the evenings are really set aside for family time. So we have dinner as a family together. Phones are not around. And then after dinner, I do a walk with Tyson, my husband, to the ocean again um, to connect that water. Or we might go into town and we're kind of walking in Lucadia here in Encinitas, San Diego. Um, it's just a really peaceful, loving walk. And we get to reconnect from the day, uh, reestablish our connection, see what happened, you know, that kind of thing. And then after that, we'll spend time at home. So um, we might watch a show, um, do some more talking, have a glass of wine. Again, just catching up, being in each other's presence is really important for us to have that connection. And then before bed, I try to not be on the phone, not to have that screen time and make a tea, make a beautiful tea. The boys, uh, our boys also like tea. So make them a glass of tea or a cup of tea, make my husband a cup of tea. I'll light a candle again, might do a little bit of reading, um, do some more journaling, prep myself for the day tomorrow, just kind of see what's going on tomorrow so that I have a clear understanding, maybe jot out some notes so that I'm not thinking about it before I'm going to bed. And then it's just a, a beautiful way to end the night, you know, I'll take a shower, brush my teeth, that kind of thing. Sometimes I'll put spray in my sheets, um, if it's lavender or whatever, again, to kind of be in that mindset. And then at the new moon, I try to make a ritual of connecting with my intentions, setting it out for that new moon phase. I might craft, make a candle. I might also connect with a crystal and just set intention to the crystal and work with that crystal, just having it as my connection for my intention. And I also do want to invite all of you to our new moon gatherings, which happen every month. That's free to everybody. You just have to be in the community. And again, the community is free. So join designcoven.com uh, to be part of our community. You'll have the free human ritual there as well. And then, you know, if you join pro, we of course have mystic circle where we're connecting with our intuition. And we also do group coaching once a month, which is really special. I'd love to know what your rituals are. I'd love to know what you do. Ritual to me is just so magic. I love creating magic in the mundane and the everyday things. You can make magic everywhere, anywhere, while you're doing dishes, doing laundry. There's so many things that you can be mindful about as you navigate your day. So with that, uh, happy designing, and I can't wait to connect with you in our community. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry. And lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.